This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 147 of the Catholic Foodie, How to Make Beef Stock from Bones. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we're talking about stock. (laughs) I'm not talking about, like, you know, Wall Street. I'm talking about what's in your pot, you know? You want to be a hero? You want to be a hero in your own family, among your friends and your neighbors? Oh my goodness, and start making your soups and stews and gumbos with stock, folks. I'm telling you, this stuff is the bomb. So today we're talking about beef stock. You know, if you've hung around for a while, you've heard me talk about chicken stock and seafood stock. Well, today it's beef, right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. <laughs> That's right. You know, beef stock is always a treat. Oh, my goodness. This stock comes out as deep, rich, dark, almost like coffee. I mean, it's nutrient-dense, and it is just so good and delicious. Uh, My stock pots regularly bubble with chicken stock from chicken bones, uh, but when I have a chance to make a beef stock, I just can't pass it up. Just can't pass it up. Uh, It doesn't happen often, luckily. Um, I've been able to stock up no pun intended, or maybe maybe so. <laughs> I've been able to stock up on some beef bones once or twice a year for the last few years, and uh, I make big batches of this beef stock. Then I store it in plastic resealable bags in the freezer. You know, it doesn't take long to thaw out a gallon of stock to use in uh, one of, of many of the delicious recipes that we have on hand here at the Catholic Foodie Abode. <laughs> so beef stock, I mean, what can you do with it, right? What are the uses of beef stock? Well, you know, as I mentioned, I regularly make chicken stock, and I use uh, chicken stock in lots of dishes uh, that we prepare regularly, like uh, chicken andouille gumbo, pumpkin coconut soup, uh, curry chicken and coconut soup, uh, shrimp and okra gumbo. You know, if I, I, I can use, and certainly you can, use a uh, chicken stock for a shrimp and okra gumbo if you don't have any shrimp stock on hand. That is perfectly fine. Wonderful stuff. Uh, And there are many soups, stews, and other dishes that you can use beef stock in as well. Uh, For instance, uh, beef stew, tortellini soup. We've got a recipe over at catholicfoodie.com for tortellini soup. And then, of course, there's the the Lebanese stuffed squash, right? The kusameshi. Kusameshi right there over at catholicfoodie.com, Lebanese stuffed squash. Believe it or not, you wouldn't believe this, or maybe you will, but uh, one of the, the, the most searched for recipes, the thing that, that, that people search for on Google and they end up on, over at catholicfoodie.com, uh, the, the recipes they look for most, where they end up over there by me, uh, kusameshi, Lebanese stuffed squash, and mujadra. Can you believe it? Mujadra. Uh, Lebanese lentils and rice. So lots of Lebanese folks out there or people who wish they were Lebanese looking up Lebanese recipes <laughs> all the time and ending up over at catholicfoodie.com. That is a lot of fun. A lot of fun for me at least, and I hope a lot of fun for you. So here's a big question now. If you're going to um, uh, make beef stock, how how do you get the bones? That That is the question. You know, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You know, we're, we're lucky. Um, or, or maybe it, it would be better to say that we're blessed 
You know, we have a friend who's a farmer, and he raises grass-fed cattle. Uh, Not only are the cows grass-fed, but they're finished on grass, okay? Now, that means that when they come up, uh, when they come close to the end of their life, they're not put on a grain diet to fatten them up, right? They're, they're, They're on grass. They stay on grass. So these cows... Uh, receive no steroids by injection, nor via their food. Uh, I'm talking drug-free, healthy cows. You know, organic is a buzzword um, that would apply here. These are organic cows. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Organic cows. So anyway, uh, once or twice a year, we go uh, in with friends on a cow, a whole cow, and we always request that the butcher save the bones for us. In recent memory, I have come... Uh, come home with as much as uh, 60 pounds of frozen cow bones. Can you imagine that? 60 pounds of frozen cow bones. Now, at that point in time, I'm freaking out trying to figure out, where am I going to put this stuff? (laughs) I mean, they're frozen, first of all, and I can't make a 60-pound stock, right? I've got to do something with them. So luckily, the the, the times that we have come back with uh, that many uh, bones, I've, I've had a pretty empty freezer and was able to just store it right there. What I need to do is invest in one of those big, you know, like storage freezers. I would love to have one of those. I don't have one, but that's on my wish list. So anyway, uh, boy, I tell you what, there's nothing like fresh beef stock made from bones, from the cow bones. It's, it's incredible. It really is. So anyway, 60 pounds of bones will make a lot of stock. (laughs) That will make a lot of stock. You just have to make sure that you have enough room in your freezer, right? So anyway, here's the recipe, right? Here's the the ingredients. This is what you need. Several pounds of beef bones. I would say six or seven pounds of bones, up to 10 if you have a big enough pot. I've got a really big stock pot. So I'll use up to 10 pounds of bones in that pot. You need three yellow onions quartered, four carrots, uh, well scrubbed, unpeeled, and then cut into two-inch chunks, two uh, celery stalks cut into two-inch chunks, one head of garlic, and what you do is you take that garlic, you set it on the side, right, set it on its side, and just uh, cut it right in half, right in half. So what you're doing is you're taking the top off of the bottom, if that makes sense, and you take the whole head, everything, the wrappings, the, the, the peelings, all of it, throw it in the pot. Uh, we need uh, leftover vegetable scraps. You know, I keep a um, a Ziploc. Actually, I keep several Ziploc bags in the freezer. And anytime I'm making a recipe and I've got to I've got to chop onions or I need to to, to um, uh, I need some parsley or green onions or um, anything carrots anything. And I have when I'm chopping right. I've got peelings from onions. I've got um, the 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 uh, the roots from the green onions. I've got uh, the, the the roots from carrots or the the shavings, the peelings from carrots or uh, parsley, like stalks from parsley or even, you know, um, I've, I've, when we've had recipes calling for celery and I've only used like uh, four or five uh, uh, stalks of celery and I've got the rest of the, the thing is it just sitting in the fridge is going to go bad, right? Instead of doing that, I'll chop it up or not chop it up, I'll cut it into, into, into chunks and then put it into the freezer in one of my Ziplocs, and that way, next time I'm doing stock, I just take some of that, throw it in there, you know, just throw it in there. 
So onion trimmings, garlic skins, parsley, celery stalks, uh, cilantro. I mean, any of those things you can just take, stick it in a Ziploc in the freezer. Wonderful for stocks, right? Uh, in the stock recipe, again, two bay leaves. Uh, and then two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but it, I, you know, I prefer the Bragg brand of apple cider vinegar. Bragg. And you can find that uh, links to all that stuff over at catholicfoodie.com. But here are the instructions. You know, you want to use a stainless steel stock pot. I have used uh, aluminum in the past. I've, matter of fact, for the longest time, all I had was aluminum. And uh, when I finally started using stainless, I realized the difference. It's unbelievable. The aluminum leaches, okay? It leaches into the food, and the taste, you, you wind up, the stock has a metallic taste to it. It's just not appetizing. You don't know it unless you've had something different, right? And so for, for years, I only had aluminum. And then I finally got a stainless steel stock pot, and boy, can you tell the difference. It's unbelievable. So what you want to do is take the bones, stick them into a, a stainless steel stock pot, and what I normally do is just take a couple of tablespoons of um, apple cider vinegar, throw it in there, and uh, uh, fill the, the, the water up until, you know, not all the way to the top. It depends on the stock pot itself. I've never measured the water. I just I do it kind of eyeball. I just look at it. And uh, as long as it's not going to overflow when I add everything else in there, I kind of cap it at that. I stick it onto the stove. I let it sit for about half an hour to an hour. No heat. It's just sitting there on the stove. No heat. I don't turn anything on. What I want to do is I want to give the vinegar a chance to work on the bones. The vinegar will soften the bones, and it allows more of the, uh, the nutrients to escape the bones in the stock. Right? So that's a really good thing to do. Let it sit for an hour if you can afford the time. Let it sit for an hour. All right, then what I'll do is I'll crank the heat up and uh, let it boil, right? Put it over high heat, let it boil. It comes to a boil, and I'll start to add the veggies. I'll put the uh, what I've chopped fresh, the onions, the celery, the garlic, the carrots, um, the bay leaves, all of that I put in there fresh. And then I take, I'll go into the freezer, I'll pull out uh, one of those Ziplocs, whatever I've got. You know, if I've got... Uh, uh, onion skins, that goes in. If I have um, parsley uh, stalks or cilantro stalks or uh, celery, whatever it is, uh, carrots, I'll throw that in there too. Uh, you don't want any cruciferous uh, veggies to go into the stock. That just doesn't work right. But all this other stuff I'm talking about, throw that in there. I throw, a matter of fact, every time, you know, I cook every day. So I, I have lots of uh, onion skins and garlic. I've got garlic. I constantly smell like garlic. But anyway, garlic uh, skins, all that stuff, throw it into the pot as well. And uh, I just allow it to come to a boil. It comes to a boil, and what I'll do is I'll partially cover the pot with the lid, then reduce the heat to low, and I'll let it simmer like that for about 24 hours. This is stock, folks. <laughs> I mean, this is... It's unreal how good this stuff really is. Matter of fact, you could take it, once it's done, 24 hours of simmering, take it and put it into a bowl, a little dish or something, a little, even a coffee mug, add a little salt, and then taste it. It is so nutritious. It is so good for you. It's unbelievable. I've gotten to the point, 
making chicken stock now to where when I make it and I pull it and I stick it into a um, into into a container and and put it in the fridge, that stuff gels. It's it's just amazing how how good this stuff is for you, and how amazingly or how amazing it will make you look in front of your friends and family <laughs> when you use stock to cook with instead of using water. And I'm talking about soups, I'm talking about gumbos, I'm talking about stews, all that stuff. If you use stock instead of water, man, you might as well put a red cape on because you're going to be pretty pretty happening, you know what I'm saying, at least in the neighborhood. So anyway, uh, awesome stuff. Uh, what I do after 24 hours, after it has... Um, uh, simmered for 24 hours. I'll take it off the heat. I'll let it cool, strain it, stick it into a different uh, container or a pot. Uh, sometimes, especially with beef stock, what I'll do is I'll, I'll stick it into a, a smaller pot that can go into the fridge and let it really, 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 really get cold. And what happens is the liquid will separate, the fat and the liquid separate, and what's left on top is a layer of tallow, beef tallow, uh, we've actually fried potatoes in that beef tallow. You know, way back when, way back when, when McDonald's first started, right? They used to make their their French fries. They used to fry them in beef tallow. I mean, that's what made them so good. Today, they fry them in nothing that's human or nothing that's that's normal, <laughs> not human, but normal. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 uh, processed oils from God knows what and uh, just not real stuff, you know, not real food. But that's what they cook them in today. But used to be, right, in the beginning, they made it from beef tallow. So I've done, I've fried many things in beef tallow, really good stuff. So if you allow the uh, the stock to sit in, in, a, in a dish or a pot or something in the fridge after it has been strained from the bones and, and, and the veggies and all that, then, yeah, you'll wind up with a nice thick layer of tallow that you can use for other recipes, frying or, or, or whatever. So that is the recipe uh, for beef stock. Very good, very delicious, very healthy. Uh, definitely, definitely want to try this. If you can get your hand, hands on the, uh, on, on the beef bones, you got to get the bones first to make this happen. I have a friend of mine uh, not too far from here who goes to uh, the butcher shop, and he asks for the bones. And they, they sell it to him for, like, I mean, pennies on the dollar. You know, they, they don't want the bones. They don't have anything to do with it. You know, they're, they're, they can't really sell them to most people. But if you want them, you go to the, the grocery or to a butcher or wherever, ask them, can I have the bones? Um, what would you charge for that, a dollar? <laughs> get a good deal. Make sure you get a good deal. But uh, that's, that's it, folks. That, that's the way it is. And I'm telling you, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Uh, if you have a comment or question or suggestion or anything for the Catholic Foodie, some voice feedback, give me a call, 985-635-4974. 985-635-4974. I love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, guess what? Until next time, bon appetit.
SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.